0: This is the We Are Outdoorsmen podcast, built by outdoorsmen for outdoorsmen. Presented by Herod Outdoors and Max Luer. Oh,
1: top,
0: top line just got
2: this. Just where it is.
3: <laughs> yeah, that was my
1: fault. There we go.
2: Well, she does it again. Welcome back to the We Are Outdoorsman Podcast presented by Herrod Outdoors and Max Lure. I am your co-host. I'm promoting myself uh, because I really don't produce this show much what? anymore. Oh, yeah. So I'll well, be guess a co-host. So we have three hosts now. The other <laughs> host slash producer is Richie Harrod yeah. of Herod Outdoors. He's here, which
0: he's most of the time. And then uh Bobby Loomis. Well yeah, host. he wasn't he wasn't here for the uh I was here I wasn't uh, in truck once. Studio. I wasn't here once, and you guys make it sound like I wasn't here all the time you left the children unsupervised exactly yeah. that's true <laughs> you should
2: see what bobby's wearing today so oh my god bobby has a shirt on <laughs> what it it's is like that? it's supposed to be hawaiian but then all of a sudden they just put like boston terriers all over it with pineapples and hey, like voodoo it, dolls
3: it's, it's a summer shirt
2: it's so it's summery. It's a summer shirt. It's a summer shirt. It's the most summery shirt. So we were actually filming interviews today for the Northwest Outdoorsman for that Kettle Falls trip we talked about previously. And Richie, I wore a white t-shirt. I thought that was okay. Richie made us both change, so we have, well, we had half of Richie's wardrobe on this morning.
0: You <laughs> gotta look a little bit professional, you guys. Come on.
2: Well, I thought a white t-shirt it was just fine for the fishing industry, but maybe oh. I'm wrong. <laughs> Look like Jeff Wachowski. Exactly. You know, if, if he if he rolled up a pack of butts
3: up in his yeah sleeve. There we know, go. Like, you'd greaser. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I just don't have the hair to slick back. That's true. Yeah. Those have since uh, you deceased. can let it grow
0: long on the sides and you could slick. Yeah. Oof. I don't think that'd be a good look.
3: <laughs>
0: well, you'd look like Bo- you and Bobby would look like yeah. you're headed to Florida.
3: Yeah. Exactly.
2: Yeah. If we could, uh, well, Bobby's close. <laughs> I wish Bobby would shave his head with me. I have a (laughs) stand-up desk at work, and I look over at Bobby, and I've been at Maxler for over six years now. I wish I could, like, Sharpie it, like, the first of every year, (laughs) or, like, tattoo it and see how big it gets, because, I mean, you almost (laughs) have a target on your back. And you know what? I'm leaving that hair up there. (laughs) There's (laughs) nothing left.
3: (laughs) No, 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 no.
0: There's hair up there, man. Richie's hanging on. Yeah, I have a little receding going, but. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. You know it's what? Pretty good my, though.
3: My dad was bald at twenty nine. My brother was bald at twenty nine. My grandfathers on both sides of my family were bald <laughs> early. You know, I'm I'm hanging
2: on to this as long as I can. There's <laughs> no bald people in my family. It doesn't make any sense, but it's because when it you own a hat. other side. Well, you know well, I know. What? And my he, my mother's father was a, like a sheriff, like a politician yeah. with politician hair in Wichita. And sure, hundred percent positive. Like we've gone back <laughs> all the way through every picture, just thick, full heads of hair. I blame it on wearing hats all the time.
3: Well, it it, it, has. When you you have a hat company, I I wear
2: hats. I have to wear hats, but it's actually now a blessing that I have a hat company. (laughs) It's true. You don't really want to burn the
3: skull. It's bad. No. So,
2: uh, well, we got sockeye coming over, salmon fishing's open. Holy smokes. A lot of sockeye. So, we just pulled it up. We have what five ninety seven. Hundred and ninety seven thousand seven hundred and fifty six soccer over Bonneville. And Bobby was saying a little bit ago they're predicting like hundred and ninety three thousand. Hundred ninety two thousand is what baby. the
3: original projection was, which obviously was not even close. And even when they did it two <laughs> weeks ago and upgraded the projection to three forty three, they're not even close to that.
0: No. So, science
2: though, science.
3: Yeah, it's science. Yeah. Uh you know, it it, it is a little bit tough knowing you know they've got a lot of things to throw into it yes. the ocean conditions where those fish go how they go the amount of fish that make it out you know there, there, there's a lot of stuff that goes into it and i understand that to a point but when you're not even close well it's, I, I mean it's, not even close well it's no, double like, their yeah. second projection, three times no, 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 no.
2: yeah double the second projection yeah, double, the oh, second. double the second projection three
3: yeah. and a half times the original yeah. projection yeah you know, that's, that's close.
2: But it's good. So we have a lot of sockeye. Yes. We've got a lot of sockeye coming up the river. The
3: Chinook projection was way off. There's uh, in excess of like uh, sixty-six, sixty-eight thousand 68,000 plus over Bonneville, uh, which
2: originally was supposed to be 58. 91,082. Yeah. Oh, that was
3: yesterday. close. Yeah. But, you know, the, the, the amount of sockeye that we've got, this will be, uh, if you cut it off today, it would still be like the second largest run that we've ever had up here on the columbia system and the thing that's really neat is canada started uh, another hatchery up there and they're they're putting in you know twice as many sockeye as right. what they have this is the third year going into that program and all of a sudden we're seeing huge
2: numbers of fish coming back in so what we have to thank canada Oh,
3: absolutely. That's where these
2: fish come from. Oh, well, I'm not sure how I feel about that.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> typical, <laughs> typical. The thing that, that we need to, that we look forward to is that whole thermocline set up, up at Okanagan, yeah. where the mouth of the Okanagan dumps in at Brewster. When that thermocline sets up, it creates a fishbowl. Mm-hmm. So all of those fish, all those Chinooks are up there. The, the Chinooks are put in by the Colville's. So all of the Chinooks, those upper, not up river brights, the June hogs right. that we catch during the summer that come up here, those are all put in up here in the upper end, along with the Canadian sockeye that right. are put in, and when that thermocline sets up where the Okanagan River is warmer than the Columbia, those fish all stack up right there, Right. so it's like a big
0: giant fish pond. You know that's what everybody looks forward to. Although people have been doing really well below Wanapum and below Rocky Reach. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, they have been doing well. Yeah, on the sockeye. yeah. No, they—they—it's they, been come and go a little bit. Yeah, I mean well, they're cruising times. through, right?
3: Well, that—that's what because the water's so high? That's what happens with the sockeye. Is sockeye they snow. When, when they hit the fresh water, they are heading home. Period. Ripping. They're ripping. They—they—they yep. they, they are not. You know, in a two-week period, they'll make—they'll make it all the way up here. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you're talking uh, 420, 30 water miles. I couldn't do that. Up here. No, it'd be tough. I it, wouldn't be
0: able to do it yeah. at
3: all. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I it don't even like ridden. driving yeah. that hey, far. Hey, hey, Nemo. <laughs> Nemo. <laughs> we we so the... Uh, I'm like the, Carl. Those, those sockeye in between dams are cruising. Yep. Unlike sockeye up in Alaska, you know, where you fish them on seams, where they're running the banks, where they're, you know, cruising through. We have the same thing here, but one of the best places to catch them is above the dams where they go through the fish ladder, they get a little bit disoriented, and for about a half mile, maybe a little bit more plus above the dam. You can catch those fish relatively easy because they're kind of milling around. They're not cruising. They're not hauling. You can catch them off the bank, too. Well, that, that, that that's why I'm saying fishing. that. that's why you can catch them off the bank is because they slow down. They're a little bit disoriented. You know, they finally get their wits about them after they get about a half mile above there, and then they start
2: cruising again. Well, you just use a bobber. How do you, how do you set up for bank fishing? Because you get, I, we get a lot of questions about bank I, fishing for these sockeye right above the dam. And my buddy fishes, and so he's using a bobber, like a little slider weight, and then like a yeah. smile blade, a hoochie, and two hooks. Yeah, that with that's a, uh, with a prawn on it or I, whatever. I
3: spent a lot of time initially when these sockeye first started coming coming up here seven, eight years ago, nine years ago. I caught a lot of fish above the dams. I, I, I played with stuff, trying to figure out what worked, what didn't work. Fishing with, with obviously, something pink helped. That, that Fishing brown. with pink, pink colors, no brown colors. Oh. Fishing with uh, a smile blade was kind of nice because, you know, it takes nothing to move the smile blade, but you're getting that flash and attraction exactly. with it. Can't hurt. Yeah, no. And then fishing with a prawn underneath a bobber uh, worked fantastic. And I caught I caught a lot of fish, and it just kind of gradually grew. And you know, you go up above the dam right now, man. There's 25 cars parked along the, oh, along the
2: highway. It's loaded up. You oh, can't yeah. find a rock yeah. to stand on. <laughs> yeah, no, you yeah. I got to get up there like five in the morning. Even, no,
3: I don't. I don't even go up there anymore. Yeah. I mean, there's just so many people, and that's great. I mean, people are out fishing, yep. and they're out. They're able to catch these fish. Right. You know. No, that's good. That. You know, generally, it's very, very tough to catch them because when they're cruising, they're not biting at all. They're, they're doing nothing but going forward. Right. They want to get to a spot.
2: And one of the spots I stack up is up at Brewster Pool, which we're going to go fish next week. Yep. And uh, I'm excited for that. I haven't fished up there in four years. Richie, oh. Richie and
3: I, uh, when, when this whole thing first started, when this sockeye fishery started, he and I and Kimberly would go up there, and, and, and the limit was six, six fish apiece. And we literally could put 18 fish
0: in the boat in what? Under an beach? hour.
3: Oh, under an hour. Yeah. Literally we pulling, under
0: an hour. We we're pulling out and people are like, are you done or you got a boat problem? We're like, no, we're done. Yeah, and They're like, what? And they're just putting in. We're yeah. Like, yeah, we're people, done. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was crazy.
3: Oh, it, it, the the fishing was, was off the hook. And
0: it should be that way again this year at times for sure, just because of sheer numbers of it. but. There's gonna also be a lot of
1: boats up there. Well, it, it, it's it's <laughs>
3: going to be a little bit different fishery because of the fact that that you know we've got the weather that we've had this year has been really really unusual. Weird. Like yeah. I said, you know uh, we've canceled more trips than we've been on. Yeah, it's been and strange. you know rain barometer changes. You know you name it. Heavy snow. We still have winter yeah we still have off. heavy snowpack up above. Everything is three weeks to a month late. Yeah. It's and nuts. the river is just ripping right now. Gosh. You know, the Columbia is... So added. much water. Yeah, it, it's just cruising. You can catch fish, but you've got to find pockets. You've yeah. got to find spots where those those fish are at. Yeah. You know, guys are doing fantastic up at the mouth of the Inniat. Beebe Bridge up at the mouth right. of the Chelan River.
0: I, I hear they're catching them below wells. Yeah, they're,
3: they're catching fish below wells. Yeah. But, you know, with the water ripping... Man, that, that's a tough fishery. That's like fishing down at Waterpum. I saw
0: I saw a video of some guys fishing below Wells Dam and it looked like Yeah. Holy I mean, I couldn't believe it. It looked I think the wind was blowing, the water was coming off, and that was mm-hmm. that's some serious water. Holy oh, cow. It it's it's it tough looked, to fish. Looked a little scary actually. Yeah,
3: it, it, it is tough to fish. And that's that's what makes uh Brewster so desirable. Yeah. You're fishing in a fish pond.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. It's on a big corner, slack water. Yeah, exactly. Well, you got a bunch slack. of slack water. You know, your slack as could be this time. Yeah, of year, Yeah, yeah.
3: It's uh, one of the things that looked a little different though is the Okanagan is puking mud, mm-hmm. and yeah. um, you know it, it's going to change things a little bit to you know what we're used to. So it, it, this whole year has just been yeah. so different, and you know with the numbers of fish that we've got, uh, everything involved. Everybody's out on the river. I, mean, you know, I went to Stahican last week, yeah. And going up the river on the second day of the opener on uh, July second, yeah. heading up to the boat, there was seventy five boats out in front of, uh, out there in front of
0: Inniat. Oh, jeez. I mean, it was just it was unbelievable. Well, there's a lot of hype around it, and that's good. Oh it's yeah, great yeah. that people are out fishing. Well,
3: people are excited. You know? everybody's they wanna excited. Get out. They want to yeah. play. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And and we've got the numbers. You know, last week we really didn't have the numbers. Going into this week, holy yeah, cow! We I mean, there's uh, over Rock Island. I, as of uh, yesterday, not today's numbers, but yesterday, there was two hundred thirteen thousand sockeye yeah. over, over uh, Rock Island. I mean, that's that's
2: huge. We have no excuses. We don't. No,
3: we have no excuses. Well, we kind of do because I'm not really sure about that whole thing. Well, we have to have one in our back pocket. Well, the the one excuse we've got is that whole thing with the. Uh, that mud coming out of well, the... Well, they might not hold. Out of the oak, open aug- old open dog If that thermocline hasn't set up, those fish aren't going to hold. And, and I've actually uh, talked to a couple people that fished Brewster earlier in the week already, you know, a couple days ago, and they,
2: they couldn't find fish. Well, we need to talk to different people then.
3: That's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah,
2: we need to talk to different people. We're not going to have any barometer issues because it's hot. Oh, it is hot. Yeah.
3: <laughs> And it's supposed to stay like Once this. What's today? supposed to be yeah. like
2: 105, 100.
3: Oh, yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I, just, I think it's no, supposed we got to be the, in the 90s. but We got a, our Salmon Derby this weekend, which uh, should be fun. So you can catch yeah. Chinook and Sockeye, weigh yeah. them both. So if if you hear this, you're going to have like a three-hour window to buy tickets for the Salmon Derby this yeah. weekend. <laughs> You have to be at the Wenatchee Eagles at 6 p.m. if you're going to fish it, but on Thursday, on Thursday, which is going to be tomorrow night, tomorrow night, or, or today, right? It's today. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, It would be today. It's hard to pre-record these things, but uh, <laughs> I'll we, get her done. We, yeah. um, so we're, Bobby and I are going to be sitting in parking lots uh, weighing fish all weekend in about 100 degree weather. So that should be fun. Yeah, yeah, but it's all for a good cause. So well, it is,
3: it is. You know the 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 whole CCA thing. You know what we're trying to do is is uh, get membership, uh, get people involved. Uh, CCA is a tremendous, tremendous organization. We have uh, lobbyists at the state level. They're helping us get things done
2: within our fisheries that unfortunately the state's not able to do. We're gonna go fish with our friend Dwayne England with Fish Hunt Northwest for two days. And then later this month, we're gonna go fish for more salmon over in Port Angeles. Yeah. So I'm what are we for. doing over there? I, I'm kind of in the... In the we're going to we, film a show, and I'm just going to be starring in it, so I just need to know what I'm catching. <laughs> Star. We are going to go
3: over and go fish out of the Port Angeles area, uh, Port Angeles up to Nia Bay, uh, for salmon, but we're going to be jigging.
2: With Sonic uh, Bait Fish, with the with inventor of the bait Sonic Baitfish, Fish, Pete yeah, Roscoe. yeah. Pete
3: Roscoe, who is the designer of the Crippled Herring, uh, Eerie Shiner, you know, a, a number of different things. Uh, Pete, Pete is a, a tremendous, tremendous designer when it comes to putting stuff together that catches fish. And so we're going to go out and throw jigs for Chinooks. Uh, there'll be some silvers involved, but uh, predominantly trying to find Chinooks. You know, it, it's... I've done this in the past, and I don't know if you guys have ever done it, but
2: it, it I've is... never fished the salt.
0: You, oh, never you haven't, fished... no. Oh wow, this oh. Is be...
3: oh, you'll 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 have fun. You'll have a blast. The, the thing that's really neat is we're probably gonna fish a lot of uh, kelp lines, things like that. Relatively shallow water, shallower than usual. Sure. Um, you know, thirty, forty, fifty feet mm-hmm. type things. We're gonna we're gonna fish these kelp lines. The thing is, is if you don't get bit. You don't catch a, a chinook or get bit by a chinook right away. If you drop it down to the bottom and jig it once or twice, you're going to hook some type of bottom fish. We're so, get... so there's so there's always something. There, going we're going
0: to get bit every time we cast along a kelp it, edge. I guarantee you. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> you
3: know, it's just it's just one of those things that's it's, it's a lot of fun because you never really know what you're going to catch out there.
0: I like it. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna yeah. be a blast. No,
3: you're, you're gonna you're gonna enjoy. I fish the it, salt
0: a fair amount, but I've never jigged, so I'm super excited about oh, I've, this. Oh, I've, I've I've jigged. Uh, I mean, I've jigged the bottom. Let me put it that way. Yeah. But what we're talking about doing, this will be new.
3: I I did it for years with uh, when Pete designed the crippled herring uh, when I was uh, at Loomis, and took customers up to Sitka mm-hmm. and Seward and stuff like that out in the salt water. Uh, jigging for salmon Mm -hmm. I'm going to tell you what you talk about a lot of fun holy cow cast that thing out there on a uh, kelp kelp patty or something like that that's up on the surface and let it drop down eight ten feet all of a sudden something jumps on it and now you've got a a silver or a chinook on right and (laughs) you know it's just you know, up out of the water, end over end. Uh, you know, it, it's a riot, yeah. an absolute I can't riot. Wait. So
0: it, it's a lot of fun. I can't imagine catching a, a chinook on a jig. They must just slam it. Oh, they do. They just, they pound it. I That's, mean, and you're, they, and you're, and you're, it's all, you know, you're, it's, it's not all in rod, straight. Yeah, yeah it's not in a rod holders, right no, in your hand. It's no, gonna you're, be you're awesome. You're, it's
3: all feel, you know, you know, you, you know when you get bit. Yeah. yeah I'm you, sure know you know do. when you
2: get bit. Oh, so it'll be fun. Knock that one off my bingo card. I, uh, I'm getting close. My pledge period's almost up. I've almost done most of the styles of fishing that we sell product for, at least. Yeah. I gotta. Well, I have to learn how to fly fish within the next, like, 40 days. I'll, I'll teach you. I, going I, to Alaska. Yeah, I'll help you. That'll, that's another bingo on Alaska. Yep, you got to do that. Go up for 10 days and have to go, you know, fend off bears with a fly rod. I'm not sure how that's going to work
3: the the bear the bear thing um, yeah you're, you're you're hitting it's it not a, that
2: big a deal nah. it's straight up like I'm no, no, going no, to a he's, place he's that's literally made for people that time. want to go watch you, bears and we're not, just deciding to fish yeah, it's all right you'll be okay
3: yeah it, you're hitting it at prime I'm prime. pretty sure I don't do well with bears <laughs> I I fished that area during this
2: time you're talking prime time <laughs> prime time bear time prime time bear time okay and they won't let you carry only the guide can carry I'd stay pretty close to the guide. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but I'm gonna be fine. So,
0: yeah. Maybe You'll I'll wear fine. a maybe I'll wear a bandana and just stand. <laughs> Don't worry spin, about it. I'll wear a bandana and stand guide. behind the guide the whole
3: time. Spend your time close to the guide. <laughs> Good
2: idea. But uh, no, that should be fun. Anyway, we're gonna take a quick break. Uh, we do have a guest on the show we today, do. which we've uh, failed to mention. But we have Mike Roth, the Team Takedown Guide Service. He's helped Max out with a ton of different stuff, and uh, so he's gonna get on here and talk a little bit about uh, salmon fish and Uh, Along all parts of the Columbia River. So when we get right back, he will be on with Richie and then we'll touch base with you after that
3: This week we want to talk about our new ten and a half foot mooching rod that we're bringing out We're adding it to the Northwest outdoorsman line along with our already made walleye rods and kokanee rods well we're adding this new ten and a half mooching rod which is a 15 to 30 pound that is designed for pulling uh, pro trolls scent flash flashers it's a tremendous tool for fishing the columbia head to herodoutdoors.com and pre-order your 10 and a half foot mooching rod at a special price
0: all right here we go we're in studio with uh, our friend mike roth Team Takedown Guide Service. How are you, Mike? Good. I'm doing good, Richie. How are you? (laughs) Thanks for coming up here to the studio. Yeah, this will be fun. (laughs) For your first time up here, how come it's taking us so long? I
1: know, right? Kind of silly. Yeah, I don't get the invites very often. (laughs) You're too busy. (laughs) Busy. You're busy. Let's, Let's tell folks what you do a little bit. What's your day job? So my day job, I actually work for local telecommunications, um, doing the uh, the fiber installs from the PUD puts out to people's homes, um, stuff like that. So go around doing TV, phone, internet, and all kinds of these stuff. So you're, you're the
0: cable man, right? Yep. Cable man, <laughs> phone man, TV man, you know, internet
1: man. Yeah. Yeah. People are normally glad to see us when we come to the door. They're super excited. So that's uh kind of
0: a bummer though, because then you don't get to fish all the time, which I know is one of the things you really like to do.
1: Yep. 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 So, you know, I gotta, gotta have that daytime job to help support the, the business and get it growing and things like that so yeah so you had uh, team takedown guide service
0: how long have you been doing that
1: yeah we uh so my wife and I started that back in jeez I think it's been probably eight years now ah. I think wife's always been with me on the boat for 20 plus years we've been fishing and you know kind of gotten into the the enjoyment of taking people out and experience people's first fish and you know stuff like that you know especially the salmon the you know the chinook salmon king salmon stuff like that we get up here in the upper columbia but um yeah we just had a passion with it and just kind of took it kind of to the next level and you know having fun with it so mostly you were talking about the king uh,
0: salmon fishing in general but what other what other things do you guide with for
1: so we do the sockeye as well up here in the columbia um we'll do the lake chelan kokanee um, you know, get up to Banks um, a little bit for the walleye, right. and even Moses Lake once in a while. You know, for the yeah. walleye. Then um, we get the big fall fish down at the Hanford Reach, which is a which is a big one for us. So right, you go down there and stay, don't you? Yeah, yeah. I typically take Fridays <laughs> off um, through September and into October, and then the last couple of years, um, just because it's been going so good, uh, I've ended up kind of taking my vacation, taking two weeks, you know, straight, and yeah. and so it's kind of cool, but. Um, it, it's a lot of work, you know, early mornings, you know, people don't think, you know, all the pre- preparation and stuff that we do no, yeah. depends on how the fishing is, you know, it could be a four hour trip, it could be a right. couple hour trip, you know, and you got your limits, but then, you know, we got three, four hours of maintenance and cleanup and, right. you know, getting stuff ready for the next day. So it's, you know, sometimes you can pull some good 10, 12, 14 hour days. And yeah, yeah, then you're like, okay, eat dinner. I'm going to bed. (laughs) See you in the morning. (laughs) It's a bit of a grind. (laughs) It it is. It can be a bit of a grind sometimes. So, so yeah, so sometimes, you know, the, when the bite's on and you get stuff done early, you're kind of like, all right, I can relax for a little while. (laughs) So yeah. Let's, uh, let's talk about that fishery. That's a
0: pretty cool fall fishery for the the Columbia River. We might just call that kind of the mid-Columbia and it gets a really nice run of Chinook, and they're big, aren't they? Yeah, it's a big yeah. stock.
1: Yeah, the, yeah, they are. They're, they're a lot of big fish um, down there. The uh, Priest Rapids Hatchery they don't clip a lot of their fish, so the nice thing for down there is it doesn't matter if they're hatchery or native, with um, the clipped, with mean, the with yeah. the fin clip. Right. So we get to pretty much keep anything um, down there. And even like last year, you know, we had a big run of Coho last year, and um, we actually caught some some really nice Coho down there, right? Um, and stuff which was cool, pretty cool.
0: Yeah, that is pretty cool. We uh, went down and tried to fish with you, and of course, it's one of those situations where you know, you know, you hear people say, "Well, you should have been here yesterday," or, or a couple of days later, you should. Well, it's better now. You should come back. So, you know, I think Bobby and I just hit it wrong, and yeah, uh, we ended up getting one nice fish. But I fished there in years past, and I know there's some real toads to be caught.
1: Yeah, there, there is. And, you know, water really fluctuates down there. I mean, big time. I mean, we've seen, you know, water change 10 feet on the bank. And I think that really throws the fish off. Seeing how they're moving, how they're coming, you know, like you say, some days, are, I mean, it's part of fishing. I mean, unfortunately, I wish it, yeah. you know, was better. Every Every day was good. But, you know, all I can do is grind it out and, you know, hope for the best. That stretch of the
0: river has a number of places to fish. So, uh, if folks are familiar with it, a lot of people say, oh, I'm fishing down at Vernita Bridge, but Vernita mm-hmm. Bridge is just a portion of the river there. So you kind of fish from, you know, upriver of Vernita Bridge a ways, but down river quite a ways. There's yeah. several holes all the way down. Right? Yeah.
1: There's several holes all the way through there. You know, you're going to basically run all the way up, uh, past China bar up into, um, basically right below priest Rapids dam. Mm-hmm. You know, that's probably, I don't know maybe five miles or so upriver, river um, roughly. And then, man, I think down river, you can, you can go downriver a long, long ways, probably 15, you know, 10, 15 miles maybe. I mean, right. it's a good, you know, if we get all the way to the bottom, which kind of our bottom, we don't go any lower really than the punch bowl, but down around that's the white bluffs. We don't go white down bluffs, around there. It's yeah. pretty treacherous, you know, to get through down there if you don't know how to get down there and stuff. But I mean, even from down there, You know, I mean, our boats, you know, typically run 35, 40 miles an hour, and it'll take, you know, 20 minutes, sometimes 25 minutes just to get back up river back to the launch. So, yeah, there's lots of holes all over the place down there. I think what you mentioned
0: is kind of important. You know, folks are fishing out for the first time or they want to explore the area a little more than just around Bernita Bridge. The river's kind of wild there. I mean, it's running like real river. It's not all, all of the impoundment, so you kind of got to be careful. You got to watch for bars, rocks, shallow spots.
1: Yeah, so that that stretch of the river, they kind of classify that as the the last natural flowing on the Columbia River down there. So, you know, your next dam's a long ways away and yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of scary stuff down there. I remember when my first time going down, you know, even running up river a little ways, you know, I went with somebody else that knew the river just so I had an idea where to go cuz We've seen a lot of bad things happen down there. People not knowing where to go, stuff like that. Ruining boats, hurting people, you know, yeah. there's a, yeah. yeah, it can, it can be pretty
0: scary down there. You just take your time. If it's your first time on the river, go slow. Don't just go full
1: bore. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah definitely. Definitely don't go full bore. That's for sure. That's it can be a, especially, you know, a lot of times in that, you know, late September, early October, we'll get a lot of fog. Right. And, you know, yeah. you got 50, 60 boats fishing, you know, like the King Hole or something, you know, first thing in the morning. And, you know, a lot of us started that kind of downriver trolling stuff. Mm-hmm. And you got people that are still upriver trolling us who are kind of holding in spots. And, yeah, you come up on a boat pretty fast, slowly going downriver or whichever, yeah. and all of a sudden you're like, oh, there's lights, you know, right. that are yeah. 10, 20 feet in front of you. So yeah. it can definitely be kind of a spooky situation in times.
0: Exactly. Let's, let's transition to talking about, the gear a little bit. So, uh, one of the things I want to get at is, uh, I mean, there's all kinds of ways to fish for salmon, both down there and here in the summer and then for the sockeye, but you've been, uh, involved with helping Max Lure develop a couple things. So let's talk about him. What, yep. what, what, are, what have you been helping with? Yeah. Mike?
1: So, uh, <laughs> so I helped with the, uh, the paddle flasher, It's the 360 paddle flasher helped got to do a lot of, a lot of testing and tuning with that to get the right, bends and i mean most everybody knows pro trolls and you know the short buses and all that kind of stuff so it's kind of the same thing but ours is just a little different little game changer ours actually opens up and you can put your bait in the middle of it and it's got holes in the top holes in the bottom flushes basically that scent out so you're just creating a bigger scent trail for those fish just to try to attract them to your bait whatever you're running behind it whether you're running the um, Samitech spinner that I actually designed and did for Max Lure, you know, or your Super Baits or, you know, whatever else. Sometimes we'll run the Wigahoochee Bills, you know, right. stuff like that.
0: So the setup is a, a, a flasher, in this case, a paddle flasher, which is a, a large attractor that spins, rotates, and then uh, some leader yep some distance a leader and i suppose it depends on what you're using if you're using a wiggle hoochie you can go with longer because it has its own movement yeah but yeah. if you're doing a, a spinner like the Samitec spinner right then yep. you shorten it up a little bit so it moves is that yeah right?
1: yeah yeah we'll run 28 to 32 inches i mean right. yeah so you're definitely running those a lot shorter to get a little more you know those are they're pretty small presentation, so having that flasher doing that, you know, they say about a three-foot roll is what they do. So now right. you got that little guy back there really moving around and, and with that smile blade on, it gets that thing to whipping around. So
0: Yeah, so the uh, paddle flasher is pretty interesting. Uh, we, You and I and Bobby actually made a little promotional video for it, which I believe you can find on MaxLure.com. You can also find a copy of that on the Herod Outdoors YouTube channel. Just search for the paddle flasher, MaxLure paddle flasher, Or go to their website directly and you can find it. But uh, what we did was we put some dye in there. Do you remember that, Mike? We put a little bit of dye in with the bait uh, so that you could really see it when you put it in the water. And it's amazing how much scent comes out of that. It's quite incredible. And how long does that last? How often do you change your your bait? You know,
1: I I typically will change. You know, I try not to overpack it. That's one thing a lot of people will do is they'll overpack it. and, And it it'll all still stay in there. Cause it gets so smashed. I only put, you know, maybe like a 50 cent piece size or whatever of my, you know, everybody runs a tuna fish, stuff right. like that. You can do all kinds, you know, chop up herring or whatever, but I don't try to put a lot. And I try to kind of spread it all out because after about 20 minutes, I'm generally going to be checking my rods right. just in case weeds or, you know, anything, which we do we get occasional, a lot of weeds up here. Right. Um, so I'm always going to check that, check my baits. Cause like with your spinners, that's basically what you're using. I don't, put anything on my spinners but if you're on a super bait you know everybody packs um tuna fish in those too but um i'm still checking those seeing what my scent looks like things like right. that and right. and so i'm always looking to see has most of that tuna fish and most of that stuff been pulled out of it right so once i know it's been pulled out of it i know that it's where's it going? It's yeah. going right into the water, yeah. you right. know, for attraction. So then I'll, I'll look at it. And I mean, even if I still got some left in there, I might take a little, you know, little scent. I mean, there's some gel scent, there's some oils. I kind of prefer the oils better, which actually Max Lure has right. their own scents and stuff like that out. And one of theirs that they did is one of their herring ones is we put that chartreuse dye in there right. um, kind of for the paddle flasher. So you can actually see, you know, physically see what it's doing. You know, it's a big visual thing for people to kind of see, like, oh, does this really work or not? But, you, I mean, obviously, you can see it doing this big green trail. You're yeah, going, right. oh, okay, well, if my have other oils in there or other scents in there, They're gonna be well, guess what it's going to do? Yeah. It's going to go out,
0: too. Yeah. So, yeah. You take all kinds of people fishing, I suppose. One thing I, I like looking at is your pictures that you post. And I do see a lot of families you really enjoy taking out families,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. The families are always really fun. Can be I've had some families pretty interesting that you know never done this kind of stuff before, and you you try to coach them and tell them yeah. what to do and not what to do, and yeah. yeah, you get a you get a good twenty pound fish on, and everybody loses focus of what's supposed to be <laughs> going on and doing and and stuff like that. But I mean, whether you land them or you lose them, you know, it's still enjoyment of just watching their you know, their inspre- inspection, you know, on their, on their faces and stuff. And some of the younger kids, things yeah, like that, yeah. you know, they're like, Oh my gosh, I can't hold on to this dad. Hold <laughs> on to me. It's going to pull me in the water, you know, things like that. So it gets pretty, it gets pretty comical sometimes on the boat. I know one thing I've been
0: in Mike's boat several times and uh, you, your boat is super clean, super organized. Your bait's always in the back. You got your nice little he I'm, I'm jealous you got your nice little uh soapy dish there that pumps warm water from your motor Yep, hot, hot sink hot sink yeah. keeps keeps everything nice and clean back there so uh and lots of room so if you're on there as a family and you can hold what six people pretty easily right mm-hmm. yep, yep yep
1: yeah we got a 23 foot Alumwell super v yeah. pro so we got four nice really good box seats and you know i can throw a couple pedestals in if yep. i need to but you know most time you know, someone's always standing up. Oh yeah, around the boat here and there or whatever. And, so. and you can because it's nice mm-hmm.
0: and deep and in the kit, it's safe for kids because yeah. you know the, the rail's high enough they don't feel like they're going to flop out. Actually, there's quite a bit of rail, so for yeah. a little kid, it's great. You got a big fish on, they're not going to tip overboard really easy. Nope, no nope. so boat super stable. I mean, yeah.
1: I think everybody can get on one side yeah. of the boat and it doesn't even hardly yeah. move. So yeah. yeah, which is nice. Yeah, yeah, uh, big safety factors there, which
0: is great. So one of the things that we uh, also have been working on and hopefully um, by the time y'all are salmon fishing we'll have a few out including in Mike's hands uh, are the new Northwest Outdoorsman fishing rods and so you've been helping us with that a little bit on the initial design and and, uh, unfortunately because of how busy we are Mike hasn't really got to see a lot of the new ones up close yet but initially he helped us with the designs and the one that you've been helping us with the most has been the salmon rod and so yep. kind of excited to get you a revised version of that in your hands
1: yeah yeah so i ran that most of the season last year down fall fishing right and uh, we did a little few little changes it was a little bit soft i felt and i felt we needed to you know stiffen it up a little bit and came back with bobby loomis and big designer there everybody knows right. him and right. yeah so i think we stiffened it up just a little bit and um, i haven't gotten my hands on that one yet but no. um i know it's it's coming real soon and so i'm excited to really get fishing with that and, and try to try to get some rods moving
0: yeah i think uh bobby had made the changes finally uh we've been a couple other kokanee rods and a and a walleye trolling bass trolling rod that has come out but he's made the changes uh, technical specs and they went back to the manufacturer and i'm and somebody like mike able to fish a rod for many days gives it a really good test so
1: yeah it, it does i kind of put the put the work to it work to it you know make sure it's going to hold up you know you're coming out with a new rod you don't want a rod that you know falls over in the boat and next thing you know now it's broke or you know or whichever i mean that doesn't do anybody good you know yeah it's good durability test for it you know we fished um you know, we even fish, you know, I mean, typically we'll fish, you know, heaviest, like 12 ounce weights. You know, I even put some of the heavier stuff on, you know, yeah, your bow right. rods and things like that. And it, it, it was, had great action. I mean, it looked really yeah. good, but I just felt we needed just a little bit more with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, and, and that'll help with clients, right. um, especially with people that not really familiar with fishing like this or never right. gotten experience something like this. You know, you got, you got a big fish on and, you know, a lot of people will stick the rods straight up in the air. Well, that's the first thing you don't want people to do because... What happens? They typically will break. So all that high sticking, we don't don't like that.
0: (laughs) Yep, yep. So (laughs) well, we're excited about it and glad to have you helping us with. Yeah, no, it's been
1: fun. It's been fun. I've I fished a lot of rods and cheaper rods, expensive rods. You know, kind of all across the board, and I kind of know what I personally like. You know, with clients and stuff like that.
0: And yeah, it helps to have somebody who fishes all the time really kind of evaluate those. And I feel lucky because you know we loan a lot of people in the industry and uh everything that we've worked so far well we're three designs at this point but a couple more coming uh we've had some of our friends like mike really help us put them to the test so that's a lot of fun mike what do you got coming up what's what's next on the docket for fishing for you so we,
1: the kings and sockeye are they're coming right so um waters are super high right now um should be a good year they they claim it should be a good year for sockeye um kings is about normal
0: mm-hmm. yeah um yeah this water let's hope that it comes down a little bit because it is it's rolling right now Holy yeah crap. We,
1: need, we need some heat we <laughs> need some we need the water to warm up too to help help hold up some of our fish you know right. especially the brewster pool it can be zero otherwise right yeah yeah yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, another thing that you're real involved with is the cca and i know that um coming up here not too long uh Britain talked a little bit about it in a previous podcast but we have a salmon derby coming up, don't we?
1: Yep, we do. I think this is, uh, what was this number 10? Could be. I think yeah. it's number 10. <laughs> Pete, Pete Floro Salmon Derby. Um, Pete was kind of, Pete and Bobby kind of started it. Um, uh, we lost Pete, you know, a few years ago. So we kind of renamed it a little bit after him and right. kind of keep his spirit up there and, you know, hopefully he's watching down on us and, right. you know, giving us a good time. But, um, Yeah, we did it last year again. We finally got it back on the board last year. We had to take a couple years off with the whole COVID thing. But, um, yeah, that's coming up. uh, That's the 14, 15, 15, 16, somewhere right in there, whatever that weekend is, and they're in July. So, typically, it's always about third weekend. Kind of try to shoot for that because that, you know, puts a lot of fish up here in our area and stuff. We know there's going to be fish here, and typically the water's calmed down by then, too. So yeah, exactly. um, But, yeah, wife and I have been banquet chairman for – Geez, quite time. a few years. Almost the whole time, I believe. Yeah, pretty close the whole time <clears throat> yep. up here. And, um, you know, try to support the CCA. I mean, they're the ones fighting, basically the only ones really fighting for our fish to keep us getting fish back up here and right. getting those lower river gill nuts
0: out of there. So Yep, they're doing a lot of great stuff for us. You can find mm. more information by uh, searching for North Central Washington CCA. And there should be a website, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. There's lots of websites. Yeah. There's all kinds of different chapters. Tri-Cities has a big chapter too. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you can look at any any, any of those guys and, and get all kinds of information from them. Yeah. And that'll tell you about the,
0: the Salmon Derby, uh, how to sign up, or the, I think you have a lot of flyers around town.
1: Yep. Yeah, we do. Yep, or, A lot of our sponsor places, we got flyers up and stuff yeah, like that. A
0: lot of great prizes and a lot of a fun time for mm-hmm. people. Yep. Yeah.
1: A lot of cash. Yeah. A lot of cash giveaways. Yeah,
0: a lot stuff. of cash. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah, folks are are have been a tremendous businesses and donating both uh, money and prizes uh, for the Derby and also the banquet. And uh, I guess I don't know, are we doing a banquet this year?
1: No, I don't think we are just because, yeah. yeah, the whole COVID thing has got, you know, a lot of stuff kind of messed up with that but and that's kind of where I we're like okay which one do we do or do we try to do both or whatever but right typically basically after the salmon derby we kind of do a little bit of a banquet you know right. after after that it's not just for the people who are winning stuff i mean there's a lot of stuff that you can still win there right. so even if you're not in the categories of money or anything like that you still need to come right um that, that's Support. a big thing that a lot of people don't realize and you know don't show up for and it's like hey we still got a lot of you know, a lot of stuff, we got mystery prizes, you know, for if you weighed in a fish or, you know, right. things like that. So we got a lot of lot more stuff to, to do with that than, you know, just the people who are winning. Yeah,
0: exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, as you can tell, Mike's involved with a lot of things here. He's a great uh, resource for our area. And how do they get a hold of it if they want to go fishing with you, Mike?
1: So they can uh, call me, of course. You know, my number is 509-885-4401 you can go to my website at teamtakedownguideservice.com or even hit me up on facebook or instagram yeah yeah he's he's out there all over the
0: place yep yep Yeah, good time to go fishing with him you'll have a lot of fun no pressure just good time fishing so yep absolutely so we should probably take a look at some rods don't you think yeah i think we should <laughs> kind of excited <laughs> we've been we've been talking for a while so yeah we have i think we'll we'll do that well thanks for coming by the house appreciate it yeah, absolutely thank you
1: richie yep
2: Bobby's still here talking about his shirt. He is. It feels He's... like it's barking at me. It's so loud. Hey. It is loud. It's loud. It's <laughs> got dogs all over it. It is barking Don't at we us. Don't be making fucking...
3: It. Like, this is my shirt, for God's sake. Give me a break. I mean, the so, poor, so the poor he did,
2: puppies on the shirt. I mean... He did let us know that he also has matching swim trunks. I do. That I have swim it. trucks and go with it. Oh, and, my And God. I, I use them every night in the pool. Oh my
3: God! Is that oh. Poppy
2: on there? Huh? Is that Poppy on there? Yeah,
3: no, this is Sophie. That's Sophie. Yeah, that's oh. Sophie. Oh. Sophie. Oh, okay.
2: I cannot stand Sophie. I had the house <laughs> sit for this guy once. I I know. And Sophie <laughs> did not come in the house. Yeah, yeah. I, we had to corral her into the dog door. Not uh-huh. every now, now night. You
3: know how dogs dogs are with people. I mean, they figure people out. She. There's no way she just doesn't trust. Well, these are lost no, terriers. She, she licked my so hand
2: last time I was over there. Okay, okay. She so we're we're progressing. So, it's been like two yeah, years. It's getting closer. It's getting <laughs> closer. That's what happens when you buy dogs during COVID. So he's COVID got dog. he's got two of these little terriers, and uh one of them's really little. One's Trump and one's COVID. Yeah. So, yeah, (laughs) yeah. So COVID, I'm assuming, is a little one. Yeah, yeah. And Trump's the yeah, exactly the the very mean one. Yeah, she is not mean. God, she's just mean to you. Oh, she barks like hell. But anyway, uh, so that was uh, Mike Roth. Um, That was a good interview. Yeah, uh, it's good to have Mike here. Yeah, my it was good. He had he had him in studio, which I think is our first in, in studio guest. So we're like really progressing as a podcast. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. We had to bribe him, but he, he came. Yeah, yeah we, so we got him up. He was probably doing a, a job up. Yeah,
3: here. he was close.
2: <laughs> now you know
3: one thing we we should we should progress a little bit on that whole thing that whole fishery down there in that that mid river. Yeah, yeah, Vernita, Vernita. Right, the whole Vernita fishery. That fishery was really exploited back in in the mid. Late 80s, it's one of the last you had mentioned it, Rich, uh, yeah. when you were talking to Mike. It's one of the last free flowing areas Correct. on the Columbia River, yep. where you have uh, shallower water, fast running water. Herb Good fished that area when he was working with Lure Jensen back then. Of course, he was using G
2: rods, but he <laughs> He was fishing. Big designer, this rich or this Bobby guy. Yeah, yeah.
3: (laughs) Yeah, get out of here. So (laughs) he was fishing that back then, and he was using what they called a flutter spoon. And it was like a six to seven inch giant spoon. That fluttered. Yeah, that fluttered. Exactly. (laughs) Man, you're bright. And so and so he was so he was jigging him. And nobody was really fishing that area at that time. He would catch 40, 50 Chinooks a day. Mm. I mean, he was catching huge numbers because there, there was nobody there. Right. Like and he's going those. through a lot of those slower, those slower sections where fish are stacking up. You know, you've got two, three 300,000 plus fish right. in, a, in a short area, and you're going to have fish stacked up everywhere. Yeah. So he's down there fishing these flutter spoons, and it just turned into an absolute zoo. People mm. started learning about it. They started promoting it. This is before the internet. This yeah, is before you, you know, all Herb social media.
2: Herb wasn't posting things on the internet. No, That's Herb was not posting not, not things
3: needed. on social media. <laughs> no. It, it turned into such a zoo because you had a lot of people up. You know, fish go and swipe at these, these large spoons and stuff and jigs. That are fluttering. That are fluttering. <laughs> and, you know, you were hooking them on the outside of the head, oh, things like that. So people were... It, it wasn't snagging, but fish swipe at it. You end up jerking, you know. So it it, it was uh, it was marginal. And Herb finally got to a point where he just said, man, I've had enough of this, and he quit doing it. But this is clear back in the mid-'80s, early, mid to late-'80s is, yep. is when he was doing this. I'll tell you what, it, it was a phenomenal, phenomenal fishery because nobody's really fishing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, It's packed now. It, it's, it's just, yeah, it's just... <laughs> progress to where we're at today you know you go down there at that that boat launch there at Vernita just above the bridge oh yeah it's packed oh there there's 200 boats yeah in the water L- launching on launching rocks yeah yeah no oh, that yeah. launches yeah there's, uh, no launches. there's no launches there's no real launch yeah, 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 like make something else. it work we've yeah.
2: gone down there a couple times though i've gone down there like three years in a row now and uh last year i think the three of us went it was the only year we yeah. really well you guys talked about it. it was the only time it was like actually tough like we went yeah. uh two years ago i think we got four fish yeah we battled for like the last two we went yeah but it's cool so you guys talked about it there's all those pockets so you can run all the way down yep. to that big uh you so know toilet water fish oh so we A go down to the bowl and then you can work your way all the way up past sure. you know all the nuclear waste and all that so yeah um you get find yeah. the glowing fish yeah you the glow the, glow fish. the
3: glowing fish and things like that <laughs> you got to get out of there before you start growing you know, the third the, nose. The, the, <laughs> the fishery changes every year i started fishing it hard Probably eight or nine years ago and the first time i went down and really fished it was with mike and jill mm-hmm. kimberly and i went down to fish we caught 18 fish before 11 o'clock in the morning yeah. we, we were turning fish loose just just upgrading fish and and things like that you know we caught 8 18 fish before 11 yeah you know from daylight to 11 it's just progressed to where it is today mm-hmm. you know with the amount of people there the fish the fishery it, it, it just changes every year it's no different no. than anything else no. and, and you know,
0: if you're like somebody like mike who's yeah fishes it for a couple of weeks in a row sure there's lots of ups and downs but yeah. i think overall during that period he does really well no he does oh yeah absolutely no he does
3: tremendously yeah well.
0: he's got it dialed he knows what yeah. to do it was just we had a tough day it's the curse of the camera oh sure it sure. is sure. and you know yep. yeah whatever excuse we had, we, the had curse of the
1: camera. we had something we had something
2: Every well, time I bring you, out the camera. yeah,
3: fishing, some... fishing fish the uh, scent flash, uh, flashers and and uh, the oh, uh, salmon tech spinners, mm-hmm. things like that. Everything is a daily basis. I yep. mean, you guys know as well as I do. Depending on water clarity, temperature, what those fish are doing, you know, you get the the water, the water change down there is huge. I yep. mean, they 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 have a tendency of changing it two to ten feet in a given day. Right. You know, there, there's there's a lot of stuff that goes into what gets those fish to bite or triggers them to bite during
2: that given time. When we first came out with the 3.5 spinner, which is what Mike helped us develop as long yep. he also helped us fish and prefish the the scent flash, the 360 paddle flasher. Throughout the system now you're starting to see a lot more people going to that little spinner. Um and we've fished it predominantly because it's you know sure. our product obviously. But you know, you've talked about it over the years, you know, more people are going to that smaller profile little spinner rather than a super bait or whatever at certain oh, times of the year. And, uh, you know, it's been it's been successful for us, but you know a little bit more about why.
3: Well, you know, it's very difficult because, you know, you got to understand, I, I came from fishing down in the lower river for 25 years, running herring, running bait, you know, uh, different things like that, especially for those fall fish when they're coming in to go to a, to eliminate bait totally, but go to a scent flash. Cause it's, it's putting out scent, which is what bait does. Right. It's putting out scent and then going to a spinner, man, I'll tell you what, it, it, you have a difficult time with it. You look at a number of the guides down there that are, that are now running pro trolls, scent flash flashers, you know, the, the big paddle flashers and spinners where you get short bit or something, doesn't hook up, you don't have to reel up and check your bait. Right. <laughs> you just leave it out there. Yeah. They're they're Big they're advantage. picking they're picking up more fish in a shorter period of time. Right. That's so, a real
0: advantage when you have clients and oh, you absolutely. six rods out, you know, and you don't want to have to bring all your rods No, you constantly. don't
3: you don't want to have to check check bait continually. Right. It it's uh it's tremendous. It's like anything else. Everything changes over the years. In another two or three years, it might be something else. Right. You know, some other type of, of cool bait, uh, something that's going on. Yeah. Right now, that 3.5 spinner all the way up the river is working tremendously well because it's triggering fish to bite. Right. You don't have to check your bait if you miss a fish. Right. You, therefore, you're, you're catching more fish in a shorter period of time. And, you know, it's it, like I said, it's very tough for somebody like me going from fishing bait or understanding how to what we used to
0: use yep. to now fishing something with no bait and uh mike was telling me i was talking to him recently which we didn't mention on the podcast but he he's been sockeye and and salmon fishing you know in the last yeah. couple of weeks and yeah. he said the the spinners were working well oh yeah.
3: he he's been doing really well on the spinners for chinooks yeah. yep so so
0: it's been working well for this fishery as yeah. well yeah
2: yeah
0: yeah they use like flies
2: like what would like an oversized coconut work well Behind one of those, an, an
3: oversized coconut would, would work well for the sockeye.
0: Okay, for the sockeye.
3: For the sockeye, it would it would work well
0: because there are chinook chinooks. You they're know, a you, they're a big kokanee, right? Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, they're they're <laughs> they're, right. they're a big kokanee. Yeah. You're
3: exactly right. Yeah. So you know, an, an oversized coconut with it with larger hooks. You know, the coconut that we've got fishing with oversized hooks and heavier leader. Mm-hmm would work well for the sockeye. Yeah. The reason we have to go with oversized or heavier leader and oversized hooks is because of the fact that probably 20%, 25% of the time, you might hook a Chinook. I mean, you know, last year, the three times I went up and fished uh, sockeye, I caught four Chinooks. Yeah. You know, during why we're fishing sockeye. You know, you just never know. And when you're fishing with 12-pound with and uh, – number two hooks and things like that you can catch those fish but it's tough when you're in amongst a large crowd of people right and you're trying to horse fish and keep them out of somebody else's gear you know yep. that that type
0: of thing yeah exactly
2: well i'm excited we uh got about uh, four days left before we go uh finally yeah, get on coming. the water it's you know the 12th of july it's been open for 12 days and i haven't got out uh nope it's going first trip out so Um, Hopefully, we'll go smack them. Be sure to go follow us on all of our social media. We'll be posting updates constantly. Fish out Northwest, Herod Outdoors, Max Lure. Should be a good time. And then we're going to do the same thing in Port Angeles in three weeks. So absolutely have you ever
3: fished Brewster before
2: yeah a lot I mean that's where I the only fishing I ever did growing up was like sockeye fishing and then because Mm -hmm. our cabin was up at Lake Wenatchee right so we'd go fish fish lake for the trout over at uh, Lake Wenatchee that's where I kind of grew up sockeye fishing so I used to catch a ton of sockeye I had no idea that it was like a sought after fish the whole time I was just a kid and then once we started getting into that up there we started going up to Brewster Pool a couple times, so my grandpa had the boat. Okay. And so we'd go up there, and so I've, I've limited out up at Brewster twice, and then I would fished like, you know, six days a week when the Lake Wenatchee was open for sockeye up there, and you know they're coming up and biting the fly. I had no idea what we were doing. We were using downriggers and you know sure, fishing sure. that way, but it was a lot of fun, and that was kind of me just like cutting my teeth. Well, you sockeye you'll, fishing growing up. You'll have fun, but I haven't caught. You know, went out and targeted and fished for sockeye. I, we went up. When I first started working here, we went up, I think Lance, you and me, went up to Brewster Pool once. Or maybe it was Lake Wenatchee, I can't remember. But Lake
3: Wenatchee, yeah. Yeah, we went to Wenatchee. And, you know, that, that fishery, I, I've yet to, uh, I've, I've tried to get a hold of uh, the local bio to find out what's going on. but yeah. uh, no you one know, seems to know. They're, they're, not, they're not showing any numbers. But, you know, looking at the numbers between Rock Island and Rocky Reach, you know, you're talking about fifty eight to 60,000 plus sockeye that there's a differential, and considering they missed the projection on Mm. the upper river fish on the the sockeye, as big as they did, they're obviously, we should, should get a number of fish in Lake Wenatchee, which means that they should open it up relatively earlier than usual, but we just, you know, we got to
2: find out what the numbers are. Yeah. Also need to find someone with property that'll let us launch. No kidding. Yeah. Actually, I heard last year though that uh, <laughs> I think everyone was scared of the lines. That like the people that actually said you know screw it, they didn't have to wait very long. Well, you
3: know you why? Know, they were they were they getting didn't...
2: out there, and the, it, you know you have to have a decent. That wind starts ripping through you know as you're coming out of that little. Oh man. You know, and, and trying to get past those big rocks on the right oh man the, the waves are just <laughs> ripping so if you go out there like a little dinghy, like my papa and i had i mean it's like you got to get out to that flat out there yeah and you know it's risking your life to go catch these sockeye <laughs> in a we, tiny boat we, and <laughs> we, we. But a lot of people were able to get out on the water like my buddies would go up there and you know they weren't getting up there like crazy early getting up there at four and you know they were already limited and back to the dock while people are still Oh, Drop boats in,
3: so we, it hasn't we, been as oh, bad. A
0: one boat launch. Yeah, we we so, we got, oh got to a
3: point where we, we fished it a lot we for did. for a number of years, <laughs> and we we got to a point where we would go up way early in the dark, yeah, and put in, and you know, uh yeah, as long as you know where the rocks are and everything. Well, there's rocks. Yeah, we got to watch out you, for the damn rocks. Yeah, you got you got to watch the rocks yeah. going out,
0: but uh, and then and then it's the coming back yeah coming back
3: we we've waited for over an hour and a half just (laughs) sitting out there that's how i that's how i
0: learned
2: how to drive a boat just waiting out there for my papa in line yeah yeah and (laughs) i'm like 12 years old trying to like maneuver this boat around like 30 people launching it's it's not even worth it to me we know
3: last year the reason (laughs) that it wasn't really good they didn't open up till august 1st and and those fish have already started turning yeah you know they're exactly you know it's just it's, it's really late by the time you you open that up and get it going the way things look right now i I have to believe that there's a bunch of fish up there
2: but that's up to the science that's up to science (laughs) okay well we're gonna leave it at that a lot of cool stuff a lot of salmon a lot of sockeye and uh, we're gonna go target them we're gonna have a good time so thank you for tuning in um until next week we will talk to you later